You are now listening to The Female Athlete Show. Welcome to The Female Athlete Show. I'm your host, Brianna Evans, and I'm so glad to have you here listening. In today's episode, I have a very, very good friend of mine. Her name is Michaela Ward, but we call her Mick. Mick has had to go through a lot of adversity in the past year due to an injury that she faced last summer, and it wasn't always easy. There were a lot of dark times in her life. I got to sit down with her, and she was very vulnerable and told her story, the good and the bad. Being an athlete, that comes with injury. We all go through them, and it's about how do we get through them. I'm just blessed to know someone like Nick and to hear her story because I know it'll help. It helped me listening. I hope it helps you too. Without any further ado, let's get right into the episode. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Our main topic today with you is injury and injury naturally comes with being an athlete. And I feel like it's very important for us to understand and learn how to deal with injury and you had to do that this summer. So Mick, I'll let you tell the people a little bit about yourself. So I've been playing softball since I was nine years old. And then, so I play for Texas Glory um, and that's where me and Brianna played. And so over the summer, that's where I tore a bunch of things on my knee. I tore my ACL, my meniscus in two places, my MCL and my cartilage and I sprained a couple other things. Um, and so what happened was I was playing first and Um, a catcher that was playing up with us that weekend. We kind of collided and she clipped my knee and I felt really weird. And it was just kind of a freak accident that happened. Um, You guys talk about getting her at a high. I played with you for like, what, three seasons? Yeah. Was it? And this is the best I've ever seen Mick play. So leading into that, how did you react to your results? How did Um, that go? I mean, I've always, like, especially with softball, like, if you were to hand me a ball with any other sport, like soccer, I would probably trip over the ball. (laughs) Like, basketball, I would air air ball, whatever it's called. I would, like, literally miss the net every single time. Like, but I don't know what it is about softball, but I I just like picked it up and I, and I get it. Like I got the game. And so I want to say I was spoon fed in that. Like I've always been a hard worker and stuff. Like I've always, every single day I've been at the cages, every single Mm -hmm. day I've been working with my dad. And so I'm not lazy with it. I'm just saying like, I was, it came easy to me. Yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of weird. You know, I never saw myself in the situation where I'd be so far back in weakness yeah. where it's just you know because I'm not that player I'm I'm a confident intense player like that's yeah. two words to de- describe myself you know and I'm not a person who usually like backs down from stuff like that and so getting this type of um diversity in my life was so different than what I've been used to so and, what was your initial reaction when the doctor came in and told you what was wrong so I got my MRI um, and I honestly was expecting, I thought I dislocated it, um, just because I felt that pop when I stood back up and I thought I just had like gotten like sprained muscles and like dislocated it and stuff. And so I wasn't expecting that much to happen. And I remember I was downstairs with my parents. I couldn't walk still. It was hurting so bad. The doctors called and I was like, and it had been like three days later and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, they're just going to tell me like, you know, maybe a month yeah. off or something. And I remember I, um, I was at the couch and I, and my mom put it on speaker. And so I could hear it. She was at the kitchen table and he was like, yeah, so she did this, this, and this, which 
Um, like I said, I tore my ACL, my meniscus, MCL, stuff like that. And just like literally my heart sunk and I just started like crying. I was like, this is like, because I saw both my sisters like go through yeah. it. And so I was like, this you, is about to be knew what it so like. hard. Yeah. And, you know, it's my senior season. So, and I love the team that we were on. Like me and Bree played on the team where there was four young girls and then the rest <laughs> were, were the all. youngins. Yeah, we were the young ones. And like, we were so good. And it was just such a fun team to be on. And so that's kind of what um, was really sad about that. And I would miss the fall with my high school team and, and select team. And at that time, I thought that I could play high school ball just because I didn't understand like how many months it takes. But an ACL takes a whole year to um, fully recover to what it was. Well, it's never going to be what it was, but like to its greatest potential it takes a full year. And so it's just a totally different injury than anything else I've ever like dealt with. Like I've got yeah. hit in the face with a softball. I've broken Ooh, my toe before. Yeah. Like, you know, those are out for like a couple weeks or I was out yeah. in a boot and stuff this like that. Legit. Yeah. And so, you know, nine months on paper, it doesn't sound that bad. Like, oh, I'll be back. It, I got my surgery June um, 14th and I was like oh I'll be back by February so it's close it's gonna be close to a year oh yeah and it's April now and so yeah. I'm, not, I'm nine months out and I'm still still not fully back yet looking at like a from a friend viewpoint I thought the recovery process like was going fine for you and then guys it, this is where it gets crazy I remember Mick posting or it was like on your private story yeah. right and she started talking about how her knee was doing and the challenges she had, she had been going through, and I tell y'all, no one knew. No, no one knew. And I, I felt awful because I was like, Brie, you haven't even checked up on her. Like, and I felt terrible. No, and no. So tell us about that. I don't I don't know the specifics. So yeah. So I'm a really closed off person, so no one knew. Don't I don't take it personal that anything happened like that. Um, it's all right. <laughs> but um, so what happened was I'll just start from the beginning. I kind of, since I wasn't used to the diversity and seeing like myself at such a weak point in time, I'd always dealt with depression, anxiety before like my years, it's um, seasonal and stuff like that. And so since it did happen around like the time where like it kind of hits, it just that mixed with an injury was just really, really hard on me. Yeah. And so, um, like I said before, it's not like discussed ever. Like you never see like mental health. So I had always dealt with depression and anxiety in the past. It had been seasonal. And so this mixed with an injury, um, it really like hurt me mentally. And so um, what happens to me is that I just get really, really tired to the point where I, I can't sleep at night, but during the day I can't like get out of bed. Like I'm so tired. My eyes are burning. Like they're red. They're like bloodshot. Like I have no social needs or like once anytime I overeat and stuff like that and so that mixed with my knee um my knee obviously that's the biggest thing is that you need to move it you need to um have it straight all the yeah. time you need to try to get it bent all the time and so that not wanting to get out of bed all the time um and always being in pain it was just kind of like it hurt me a lot and so what happened was is that um my knee it had I couldn't fully extend it and so what would happen is, is that if my knee was like on a, on a flat surface, if I were to lay it down, my left knee, which is my not injured knee, like it would touch the ground, like the back of my knee would, mm -hmm. but on my right knee, the farthest I could go down, there would be at least five inches. Like I could not strain it to save my life. And so, um, a couple months pass and I'm still like that. I'm walking like that. And, you know, everyone's asking me like, what's wrong or like, yeah. you know, cause it's not normal. And so yeah. I would just kind of shake them off and I would be like, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Oh, it'll be fine. You know? Yeah. 
And so, I feel like um, that's super normal nowadays. We don't talk about yeah. our problems. We just bury them. It's never them. talked about. Yeah, it's we just bury them. And it's fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you once we keep burying our problems, it, it all comes out oh, at once, and it's, it's so just bad. bad. That's exactly what happened to me. And so, like every time I'd be walking, I'd be in pain. Like my hip would hurt because I was walking weird, and then my back started hurting, and then just everything. My and then my ankle started hurting, and then my left side started hurting because I was compensating. Like, and so it was just this huge Downhill. domino effect, yeah. and just like. So the pain mixed with my mental state was just like, it was, it was crazy. And so, um, like people, I would go into restaurants and people would just stare at me just cause the way I was looking or yeah. the way I was like walking and just, and seeing like, I never wanted to hang out with anyone just because like my friends, like I didn't want them to see me like that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, is that my physical therapists, I love them. And they were, they suggested to my parents, they were like, Hey, like we think that you should talk to someone. And I was like, you know, kind of against it at first because I never talked to someone. Yeah, I, that's another yes. thing. And there's when just, I hear the word therapist, oh, I'm exactly. like, nothing's wrong with me. What do I need a exactly. therapist for? There's such a stigma around therapists that, yeah. like, that like therapists are for crazy people. They're for addicts and stuff like that. And so I was like, I don't want to do this. And so um, mine was online and I loved, loved my person. Like Bro, she was, yes, late. she that's, was um, cool. specialized in sports. She knew people from recovery. She knew people from injuries. She even talks to people who like are just in this mental block where they're like, they just are not, they're not in their right state of mind playing their game. Like they're afraid of injury. They're afraid just like Mm -hmm. anyone can go in and talk to them. And that's why I think that like mental health in sports is so overlooked. Yeah. Just because, you know, like even the strongest of athletes have battles behind yeah, and but there's but there's oh, just yes. such there's just such a an idea around it that they have everything they want they're good at their sport they're they're fine you know and that's not the case at all and I like I know. said I've been ex- successful in the past and so it was just weird to see this like and to think that if I was dealing with stuff like that who else yeah on my team yes who who isn't on my team? We get so good at it. hiding things. Oh, I know. Especially as an athlete, you're supposed to be tough. Exactly. Especially as a female athlete. Oh my gosh! Yes. Don't show emotion. Yes. That honestly changed my life. And yeah. And honestly, to anyone who's listening, if you do ever have that mental block, don't be afraid to reach out. There's different therapists that like yeah. that specialize in different things. Like I could have gone to a, a regular therapist and just talked about my like depression, anxiety, but I chose or like she helped me so much with the recovery side mm-hmm. that like helped me set goals for myself helped me like get out of the mental state where I was like in bed all the time like like just pulling myself out of it and she yeah. helped me so much and so that mixed with uh, medications helped me uh, like so much but at that time the doctors kind of were like my my knee like my mental state had gotten better but my knee was still kind of in you know in that weird bad state where it was just bent and I couldn't straighten Mm -hmm. it. And so I met with my doctor and he was like, listen, you have one month to get it straight or else I can't do anything about it. And so at that point, imagine hearing that. Oh, it was awful. I couldn't imagine. At that point, softball wasn't even a thought. I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk again. Yeah, I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And so I was like hurting and stuff. And he was like, you have two options. You can go to physical therapy every day. And it's going to hurt like, and they're going to push and crank on it. They call it cranking. If that doesn't scare you, it's like literally like my knee was like stuck like that just because all the scar tissue. So it's like literally taking your elbow and like trying to bend it backwards. You know, it was like that kind of pain. It was a mix of physical therapy that he gave me every single day. It'd be painful and I would work my butt off or I could get a quote unquote surgery. It was, it's a scope where they would clean out uh, um, all the fluid and scar tissue. And so I was like, why not do both? Because 
mentally I'm ready to put my mind into yeah. my knee, put all of my, yeah. like all of my emotions into my knee because I want to play again. I want to be able to walk normally. I want to be able to do everything normally again. And so I think a mix of both. And oh, so you're like pumping me up. Oh, I here, know. <laughs> honestly, it was just such a blessing to have yeah. that, um, that scope. And I remember like I was under anesthesia and the first thing I got on the surgery and I was like, I looked over to my right and my dad was there and I was like, dad, is it straight? And I was like, and I just started crying. I was like, dad, is it straight? And he like slid his hand under and I could feel his hand like bump the back of my knee. And I just started crying. I was like, oh my God, like it worked. Like, I'm not going to like be stuck like that. And I was like, and from then on, I knew like I got home and I put a foam roller under my ankle and a weight on my knee. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going back. Like I'm not doing that. Oh yeah. yeah it's not I was like, I'm not going back. Especially. Yeah. And so um, I think mentally that helped me so much now, just because I know if I went through all of that, like, imagine, you not do, oh, you know? I know, like, imagine me on the field. Like, yes. Like literally like that's my mindset now. I'm Legit. like, I'm like almost there. And I'm like, imagine me, even in academics, like imagine me like taking on that test. Yeah. Like imagine me like doing that. And so, yeah. That just shows like some of our biggest challenges turn into our biggest blessings. Mm -hmm. Like that reshaped your mindset of how to live your life. Yeah. Not just in softball, how to live your life. Like you said, a test, like it has nothing to do with sports now. Mm -hmm. It made you a stronger person in right. general. But what I want to know is I definitely failed you. I'm going to be honest with you because mm -hmm. I wasn't checking on <laughs> you. you. But how, what would you say to me and all the other teammates when we have a teammate or a friend going through something like this, what do we do? What would, right. what would have helped you? So I got like a lot of um, support from my friends and family and teammates the first couple of weeks throughout my surgery, um, which helped me a lot. And so the first weeks were strong and they were easy. They, I was like, Oh, nine months. Like I got this, you know, yeah. it, it was, it was pretty easy. And then like, it just hit me like a truck, like all that, like mm -hmm. just depression, anxiety and stuff. And so, um, what happened was, is that me, I personally just felt like I was, I was treated as like a player and a teammate when, so, when some people would text me, it would be like, um, Hey, like, can't wait for you to get back on the field or, yeah. Hey, when can you hit again? When can you field again? Like stuff like that, that made me feel like I was less of a person and more of an a athlete. Player. Yeah. That's yes. all you were. That's what, that's all I felt like. And yeah. I was like, now that I'm taking out of my sport, like you said in your last podcast, what am I without my sport? Yeah. I'm no one. I don't like, know. Because like, no one treated me yes. like, like I was outside yeah. my sport. And so everyone was just texting me like, hey, can't wait to see you on the field. Like softball, softball, softball. And not like, hey, Mick, how are you doing? Or like, yeah. hey, Mick, um, like just watch this show, show. You should totally watch. Like, you know what? Nothing like personal. It was just like more. Softball. It was just like surrounded with like just being an athlete and yeah. not so much that's good uh, around being an actual person, person. right feeling right and so i think um my biggest thing to tell anyone who has a teammate or a friend or a family member that's going through an injury is just like again like you said in your last podcast just like reach out to them yeah and like talk to them about normal everyday things and like outside of softball outside of your world yeah talk about life talk about other things you if know? you're wondering what podcast episode she's talking about it's titled you matter so check that out and what she's talking about right now it just goes back to that episode be intentional guys mm -hmm. we have to like care about people yes love people 
get to know people outside of your sport. And like I said, that will go onto the field too. Yes. It will. And like, there's no better feeling than feeling like a family that you're like, wanted yes. and that you are, you matter outside of your sport. Yes. And so, That's good. yeah, I don't want to play for a coach that doesn't respect me as a person that only treats me as an athlete that doesn't yeah. care for me as a person that if I were to get hurt, it's bigger than softball. You know, it's, it's so much bigger than softball because I respect my coach and I treat him. He's not my friend, but he's a person that I respect. And he's a person that yeah. I, I want to get a personal connection with. And that's just how I am as a player. I'd rather like, it's weird to me to not know your coach. And so I want to play for a coach that wants to create a personal bond. Yeah. I want to play for a coach that if I saw him or her outside of the softball field or him being my coach, I would want to go talk to. Right. I would want to have a relationship with. Right. I don't just want it to be someone that I only talk to you when I have to. Exactly. That makes sense. And I'm not saying that my coaches text me all the time um, about my knee. I'm just saying like in general, um, I know I've been on teams in the past where I felt that I'm not respected as a person and just more as an athlete. All right. What were the biggest lessons you learned through this process? Um, so I learned a lot about like who I am as a person and not yeah. so much as an athlete. And so um, I've always treated myself like I've always identified myself as, you know, a softball player. Like, Dude, I was literally just talking about this in my small group a couple Sundays ago. And I was saying the only the title that I have built for myself is an athlete. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to change that to a Christian because yes. that's above any, that's like, so that's the most important thing in my life. Yeah. And so. that's, that's the same with me is that it just hit me. Like, like I said before, it was that quote, if you were to be taken out of your game, who are you? Yeah. And so I remember like my injury happened, like right at the beginning of school. And so, you know how they have those, like, get to know me things and it's like, <laughs> fill up, yeah. fill those out. And I was literally in school and I was like, oh, my name's Michaela. My favorite color is purple. And then it asked, what hobbies do you do? And I was like, softball. softball and then I was like you have the rest of the line play. yes softball. Like, and I was like uh I go shopping like I, I hang out with friends. I watch like, YouTube videos right like, and I had nothing else to say I was like I'm Michaela and I'm a softball player yeah that's it that's, that's all I literally it. that's literally my bio I'm like hi I'm Michaela I'm committed to the University of Kansas yes. and I'm going and I play softball like and for the longest I had go poke and that was right. it right like it's just it's just so like I had nothing yeah and so taking that quote and like literally applying it to my life like you can you can say it all you want yeah but like yeah I'm a, I'm a good person and stuff but literally once you're taken out of it you have nothing I had nothing like I I had friends and stuff but they were all mostly in softball yeah. and so kind of after my second surgery and after all that happened I was like I need to I need to one open up to people and so I I reconnected with a lot of my friends from school I bought a ukulele. <laughs> like I literally, hey, you gotta play me a song oh, after this. God, it's so bad. I'm not good at it. I bought a ukulele. I'm I, I'm not good at it. I bought a sketchbook because I love to draw and I yeah. like to and I like to write. And so just getting a bunch of things like that and just being like, "Hi, I'm Michaela and I and I play ukulele." Yeah. Like, like, what's a fun fact about you? No, it's not. It's not about softball. I can play the ukulele. Like, yeah. not good. Like, it may just be hot cross buns in my room all night, but like. <laughs> but who but who cares? It's something I do. Yeah. It's something I enjoy. And after a long day, it's not, oh gosh, I need to think about softball more. It's I'm gonna go and I'm gonna draw my sketch pad or yeah. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna play hot cross buns on repeat. Like yeah. it, it's just it's something about me. And so and um kind of relating back to that, and I remember when I was younger, 2018, 
when I was younger. It's only a couple years ago, <laughs> but um, you're still younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in 2018, when the Gators were in the World Series, um, I remember watching this um, video and it was like all of the girls, they were like writing those deer softball videos. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, those? Yeah, I do. And Paige Lowry, I remember watching hers and her said, dear softball, you are not who I am. You are what I do, though you are not who I am. You are, you have made me to who I am through the experiences and opportunities you have given me. Yeah. And for some reason, I've always, I've always remembered that since like 2018, I've always remembered like, that's so powerful just because it's never been said by anyone. You never hear someone say softball, although you have although it's important to me although you have blessed me so much you're not who I am yeah you know and I think that's so powerful to say and I've never I love the quote but I never deeply understood it applied it to your life until I was injured because I had nothing you didn't have a choice right yeah and so um yeah I didn't have anything but softball that's one of the biggest things I learned is that you know, buy yourself a ukulele. Not literally. <laughs> go get a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not literally, but like, go do something. Go do yeah. something that, like, you know, what? If you like to draw, then then go to an art class. If you yeah. like to sing, join a choir. Like, do something that is find out who you are exactly. outside of your sport because it's gonna be gone one day. Exactly. Um, and then so kind of tying that in with my identity, maybe God just wanted me to slow down in life. Maybe this was just meant for me to understand that, that he is stronger than what I was. Because at that point I thought that, you know, I had my life figured out. I'm going to college for softball. I'm, um, I know what I want to major in. I know what I want to study. Um, you know, I'm already, I'm almost done with high school. Like I thought I had life figured out, but, but I think it was just a reality check almost like, listen, like I'm God and like, you know, I'm going to work through you and you can't go through life, you know, he's in control. Exactly. I feel like trying to build a relationship with him, you learn to let him have more control. We Mm -hmm. try to control our life so much, but at the end of the day, let's be real. We're not in control. Yeah. Like you said, I don't believe in coincidences. Honestly, I feel like, cause think about it. I, I think about this when I'm in a big group of people and especially I was at your game earlier today and I'm like, how different would my life be if I went to this school? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know all the people I know now. God has a a, a, lie, a story for you. And, and he puts you in the place where he wants you, where you can make an impact. And I was reading this. Um, I was, no, I was listening to a podcast and it was like, make your, wherever you're at, your school, your team, a missionary field. Mm-hmm. And that, that hit different. That's strong. Yeah, yeah that's I crazy. was like, Wherever we're at, we can make an impact and yeah. we can lead people to him. To feel like sports is our only purpose, God will change that. Yeah. And that's been big in my life. And it's taken so much pressure off of me. Oh, yeah. Because sure. I'm like, I'm not the game. Yeah. That's a part of me, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just huge. Yeah. And it, and it kind of ties back into, um, you know, my confidence going back into it. That's a whole nother thing. It's like, yeah. you know, I went through all of that, but now that I have God on my side and I like, yes. and I know it, like, it's like, it's so empowering and like, it feels so good. And I remember, um, I was working out. I, one of my coaches, he came up to me and he was like, what calms you? What calms your anxieties during a really stressful time or during, um, a time where you feel that you're just overwhelmed with stuff. And, yeah. I, and I was thinking, and I was like, well, I pray. And he was like, right, but what's 
the main idea. And I was like, well, what would you say? And he was like, knowing that God is on my side, knowing that God sacrificed everything for me. So what do I have to lose? Nothing can break me down compared to God. That can't, no injury can take me away from God. No injury, nothing, nothing can take me away from God. It can take me away from my sport. Sure. Yeah. It took me away for nine months, but it didn't take me away from that. And I think that that's one of the biggest, that was the biggest thing I've ever learned. And um, I remember at the beginning of my, um, of my injury, I was told something will happen to you. Like you are going to learn something through this, like whether it's through God, whether it's a huge life lesson and mine turned out to be both. Yeah. And I didn't understand that for the first couple of weeks or months. Um, (laughs) I take that back. (laughs) I didn't understand that for the first couple of months until afterwards. And I was like, wow, like it changed my life. And I honestly, I can't wait to get back to playing. I can't wait to. You're a different player. Oh, I know. And I can't. You'll be a different player. And I can't wait to go to college and face that. And I can't like, it's just, I I feel so more, much more empowered and um, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, And everything in your life is planned out. Like everything. I'm such a strong believer in that. Maybe. And I think about that all the time that everything happens for a reason. Like, like maybe that's God just telling me, don't go down that road. I have a path for you. And I have that set for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt lost just taking that leap and taking, whether it's joining a small group, reading the Bible, listening to podcasts. That's like giving him time. Exactly. That's how that's any relationship, Mm -hmm. like a relationship with, your significant other mm-hmm. it's not gonna be a strong one if y'all don't spend time with each other right so it's the same thing with god the way we build a strong relationship with him is by giving him time and putting in effort mm-hmm. there's never a good relationship where there's no effort mm-hmm. and i feel like for me especially i didn't realize that for a while there's never a too late of a time to do it or too early never. of a time to do it what, what's the saying if you're not dead, he's not done. Exactly. That's big. That's so, yeah. that's so good. What? <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right, Mick. Well, you're amazing. This podcast is going to help a lot of people. I know it will. Thank you for being here. Thank and you. It was so much fun. Yeah. You're going to change a lot of of lives. It's going to be great for all age ranges. That's all I have for today's episode. Remember that injury comes with being an athlete. And we're all going to go through it. And most of the time, not only will we get through it, but we'll become better from it. And we'll grow from it. If you're going through an injury, don't have that hope that you'll be better on the other side. Before you leave, don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on the post notifications. Also, head over to Instagram and give us a follow at the Female Athlete Show. I love you all so much. I hope you have an amazing week. And don't forget, empowered women empower women.